another amazing well-being portal podcast. Today, I want to start with a little story. And the reason I want to is because we have Norman Greater on the show today. He is a three-time European keynote speaking champion. That means he's super interesting. But he's interesting with a twist because his driver, his mission is all about enabling you to activate your ability to become enthusiastic about life, about your life, fascinated with your potential and where you can go and how that can really make you a better person for yourself. But not only that, Norman is also connected with Hollywood. So listen to this podcast, listen to all of these stories that will unfold because Norman will entertain you, that's for sure. But not only that, he has so much information and knowledge that will fascinate you, uplift you, and you might even learn about an upcoming Hollywood film that is actually all about Norman's life. Norman Greater is actually here because he will teach you something about how you can be greater your own self. So I am going to now unmute him. Hello, Sarah. It's great to be here. And thank you for this red carpet that you just rolled out for me. You know, today was another day where just listening to what you shared, I sat here in awe and I thought, oh my gosh, this person that's coming up now, he must be a great guy. And then at the end, you know, you hear your name and you're like, wow, that's me. So I just realized from time to time, we just forget all the things we have achieved so far. And this is probably um, a little hint for the listeners and as well to myself uh, to just remind myself more often what I already have achieved. And it just brings a big smile on my face. Bless you. And I just actually want to make something like a, a funny little point to that. Um, I don't know if you've, this is probably old for you, but you know, I propose your name to not be Norman Greater, but to be Normal Greater. <laughs> and you see, you've just said it. You've like, you forget that you're not normal. Go from normal to greater. And so change the Norman to normal. Well, actually, normal is greater. And it just depends on you reminding yourself of our little achievement so we can reconnect to our own enthusiasm. I love that. And you're so right. It, Neil Donald Walsh, I had a pleasure to speak to him last night on Clubhouse. Um, and he said something very, very beautiful uh, that I wrote down somewhere. It's like... Um, Basically, it was, if you knew what the higher self, God, the universe, how the universe would see you, you would constantly smile all day long. And it's just this human side of you that is desperate and sad and mad and it's not going fast enough and we want to have more. So if we really realize that we are far beyond normal, the spiritual side in us, then we can achieve basically whatever we want to. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that whole thing, getting going back to your name, <laughs> is, is normal to greater. I, what do you think about, you know, what that actually means? And, you know, you and I spoke before about this, this normal to greater is actually a step 
from one world to the next world. Because when we're in the normal world, that's when we're caught up with what we're doing with life, with being busy, until we stop to become still where we can connect with our enthusiasm and our fascination with life. That is actually the mindset that allows you to then become greater. What do you think about about these, uh, you know, about that in life in terms of what your mission is to help people connect with their enthusiasm? I totally agree, Sarah. And I think it was Marion Williams that had a beautiful quote that basically said something like this. You playing small does not help the world. You playing normal. And it fits very well together with my own story that you already know that I was quite normal all my life. Like I was a single child and not really good in school. And I had no real drive for nothing out there. was always looking for what am I good at? And then comparing myself to others, which is the most horrible thing one can do. Mm -hmm. And at one point in London, I was at a seminar of, a, of an elderly lady. She's gone by now from this humanly earth. Uh, Dolores Cannon was her name. And she showed a beautiful picture. And it had an, a, a beautiful world, like the world we know. If we would look from the universe like an astronaut, this blue planet. And next to it, there was a kind of um, rotten world, reddish, uh, broken world. And they were sitting next to each other and they were connected in the middle through like kind of a more or less fog thing. Um, and she said, you know, there's the new world and there's the old world. And you're basically either part of the new world, which is you're aligned with yourself, you're aligned with spirit, you're aligned with everybody else, you're working together. It's not about your ego. It's about becoming greater and becoming more love and becoming more fascination or you're part of the old world the ego driven one the money driven one and just to say that right money is not bad money just boosts up your character that you already have and so some people just have a bad character and money makes it even worse so it's not that money is bad in general so you're either part of the new world or the old world and uh, a guy from the audience raised his hand and said, may I ask a question? And Dolores said, of course. So if I'm part of the new world, if I changed my thinking and my acting and my being, can I bring my family along when the old world goes down and will be kind of destroy itself? What we humans basically do since many years, we destroy this planet uh, more and more every day. Can I bring my family along or friends? And they party of five, Norman, they are with me. And she said, no, every person decides for himself or herself if they want to be part of the new or the old world. And Sarah, in this very moment, I just knew what my big mission on this planet is. I looked at this picture and I knew I want to bring as many people from the old world onto the new world. And as I cannot physically do it, as I cannot invite them to be part of my family, I can only do that through inspiration, through changing their mindset the way they think and act and be and since then that's my big thing to mm -hmm. really um, support people right now in my line of business financially free 
entrepreneurs that want to create a ripple effect within their society that all of us work together to make this world the perfect world, the good world that our children and children's children really have a lot of things to enjoy and that we don't burn everything away before they are grown up. Absolutely. I, uh, I've got a question for you here because I want to put this into context for the audience and the viewers to understand a little bit about that you weren't just sitting at home and then went off to, a, you know, listen to some lady and that you weren't someone who already wasn't successful, as you will, successful in the outer world. Um, you know, you've gone from that saying, I'm going to make an impact where you were already. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about where you are at in terms of your caliber of events that you were doing? You know, you've been a three-time keynote speaker but as well as that, you know, clearly being able to engage with where people are at and connect with them and resonate with them, that's what it's all about. But from another perspective, just so people can understand where you've come from, can you just summarize the caliber of global events with these amazing World Cup class celebrities and what you were doing uh, so that they can see you in context? <laughs> I'm happy to do that. I started, when I left school, just in a regular company and went through all the departments and they all were not really touching me. So I ended up in an event company that did corporate events for big corporations around the world and incentive trips. And this is where I basically was in charge most of my time in this company for the entertainment department. So whenever they had a celebrity book or a regular DJ or a magician, it went through my department which meant the contracts, all the deals, and of course, taking care of those people during the event time. And this brought me closer to the world of the rich and beautiful. Uh, if it's uh, Cirque du Soleil, the Blue Man Group, Anastasia, David Garrett, just to name a few. And what I realized is all of them, they have a, a major gift, I want to say. At least they use the gift. I think everyone has the same gift. It's just that they are aware of it and they use it. They use their, their talent, the thing that fascinates them, to fascinate other people. Like if you are an artist and you stand on the stage and you have 60,000 people in front of you and you really have them in the palm of your hand, they sing, they clap, they cry, they dance, they laugh. Whatever you aim at, and whatever you ask them to do, they just do. And I was always fascinated by those people. And I thought, what are they doing different? How can they impact so many people at the same time through music or through art or through speaking to them was, of course, in my line of duty. But besides speaking about the weather or whether you come from, whether you go to, I was not interested in that. I was always interested, what's your personal point of view and the number one thing to become and to be successful in life not on stage not in business i was interested about life about the whole package and the answers they gave me was and they were so far away from the things that i had learned in my childhood that i thought either they are totally off 
or I am totally off. And looking at their success and looking at my success and looking at their impact and looking at my impact, I realized very fast, hmm, I think they did the wrong, uh, they did the right thing and probably I got taught the wrong thing or at least a different thing. And I started trying the things they told me on myself. And this led me on a journey where at the end of the day, up to now, I spoke to over 400 people, including Michelle Obama, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Hillary Clinton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Charlie Sheen, Pamela Anderson, you name them. And I asked them all the same question. And I realized you can basically put them in five to six categories because the, the answers were, were similar to each other. And this is how I started. And out of all this self-experiment on my own, still being employed as an event manager, I decided, hmm, I want to share this knowledge with more people. And basically, it was not my idea. I have to give credit to my former colleague, Evelyn, because she said, why don't you make a, a keynote speech about that? Just tell all our colleagues what you have learned and experienced because they don't have the chance to meet those people. And I thought, yeah. And, and as I know from entertainment, I had to make it very emotional. Mm. Meaning I added music, I added movies. My main driver was to, to make the people cry after this keynote. Not because I'm a mean person, just I knew if I can touch them in such a personal way that they start crying, then they are open for change. It's not said that they do it, but at least they are open. Their heart is open. So, Sarah, on this very day when I had this first keynote, I just knew this is my thing. And I never wanted to be on the stage. I was happy backstage. I thought I have no special talent or gift, and I let the others do the job up front. And I just, I just knew this is where I belong. And from that, it kicked off, and then I started doing competitions, and I won, like you said, three of them, three-time European champion in public speaking. And decided to not just try it out, but to really prove that all the methods that they shared with me and their lifestyles really works. So I booked a big venue six years in advance, still being employed. And I said, I will sell it out 6,000 seats over time of six years. Like I will really try every day and do what they told me. And at the end of those six years, I will have a book together, a diary, which gives people basically the blueprint for their own greatness. And uh, you know the story that 12 days before the, the show hit the stage, COVID-19 hit and no big shows were allowed anymore. Uh, the pyro was tested. The technical stuff was basically pre-set up. The orchestra that I had and the band and the choir, they were rehearsing. And 12 days before this very special day, um, I was not allowed to do it anymore, which basically brought me into my deepest hole of my life. So thank you. I think that that's, that, that, uh, that gives a really amazing summary. And I'm sure that right now, the people listening are wanting to ask you a particular question. So I'm not sure if you want to reveal it, but I'm going to ask on behalf of all of these, uh, this energy of invisible people behind me that want to know, what question did you ask these celebrities? 
it was the, the question that I already mentioned. Um, what is the most important thing, basically, to be successful in life? And probably more interesting than the question is what they answered me, yes. right? <laughs> so to, to bring it down into the five categories, um, I want to use my anchor method. That's part of the book, Becoming Great, and my German book. Because the anchor, uh, the German written version, A-N-K-E-R, consists of five letters and each letter stands for another word like it's mm -hmm. an acronym. and the a stands for action and this is the thing that many 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 celebrities told me they said you need to decide what you want of course some said you need to have luck you need to have this you need to have that but the the really good one said you need to decide what you want this means you need to take action it's like in a movie when somebody screams action everybody moves mm -hmm. and before action everybody's doing something but actually not really pointed to the same thing in the same direction so you need to know what you want and then take the first step you need to take action mm -hmm. number two the n in anchor stands for new way new way basically means all the things that you have done so far have made you the person you are right now and if you're not happy with that, you cannot continue going the same way. You need to go a new way. If this is one degree of your way or five degrees or 180 degrees, it doesn't matter. It's up to you what you decide. You just need to take action and then go a different way, a new way. The K in anger stands for key factor. And this is what most people really fall on their nose. And this is what also many celebrities said. They need you need, they said you need persistence. You need to continue on your way. It's like riding a bike. You cannot sit on the bike for two minutes and say, that's it. Now I know how it's done. You will tremble. You will fall off. You will drive in, into the bushes. You will do whatever. It takes time. So if you want to know how to ride a bike or how to own a business or how to get a beautiful relationship like you have one, Whatever you want, be persistent, continue on your way, which leads us right into the E of the anchor. And E stands for emotion. And that's something I already knew. And Pamela Anderson and our former Chancellor Schröder basically said the same thing. They said, just be yourself. Just be yourself means I can just feel great and greater in what I do. Because if I am totally myself and I'm not following other people's advices and orders, if I'm just myself, I should have at least the highest emotion within me. So take the emotions along, the positive emotions, because only the emotions will bring you closer to your goal and will keep you on the way. And the R in the anchor is the result. So if you follow Anke, like the Dutch name uh, of the anchor, if you follow Anke, action, new way, key factor, emotions, you will get a new result. Mm -hmm. And that's just what you continue all the time. And this was, in a nutshell, basically what they said. Mm -hmm. um, do your thing, continue, um, be persistent, go on. It's like Sylvester Stallone said, uh, you always have to get up again. Like he shared in Rocky as well, in one of the Rockies. Uh, it doesn't matter how much... Uh, how often and how much you get hit. It matters if you get up again afterwards. And 
Um, it was very interesting to to listen to that. And like I said, it was so far off from my own knowledge, which was you need to work long, you need to work hard, you need to stay in a safe company until the end of time and then get retired and then life can basically start. And not one of those celebrities mentioned something even close to that. Mm -hmm. uh, so the moment I changed that, my life actually begun to take on a total different level. So it sounds to me like, like your connection with Hollywood, you're, you're, you're getting to, to connect with all of these stars and the greatness of their mindsets. It has, these, these Hollywood stars have something in common with someone that you often mention in conversation um, to me, when we're talking about personal development and extension, which is Cash, Ka Catherine Weishäupel. Sorry, I hope I pronounced her name. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Catherine Weishäupel. Now, can you just connect the mindset of these incredible Hollywood stars to what Catherine Weishäupel is also saying when she is changing the world? Before we I get on to your Holly, and then I want to ask you about your Hollywood film that is currently being scripted to be the next um, Grammy winner, to be the next global phenomenon with an amazing pro um, Hollywood producer. So first of all, let's get to, to the, the alignment of Catherine Weishäupel and the mindset of all these amazing Hollywood stars that you uh, know. Yes, I'm very happy to do that because I think Catherine Weishäupel is one of my personal heroes by the way she is, not what she does, how she is. And to, to break it down, what she does, she's, of course, an entrepreneur. I think within the last four years, she made, I don't know, 15, 20 million euros. And now one might say, yeah, that's okay. That's not too much. I can do that too with my company. With her, she does not do any Facebook ads, no Google ads. She does not do any free webinars, no five-day challenges. She is not on Clubhouse. Like all the marketing stuff that we have been taught we need to do to attract clients, she is not doing one, not one. And she's attracting more and more of the right clients. So I was very interested. What is she doing and how is she doing it? And the main secret is basically not a secret because we already spoke about it, at least in, in parts of it. Her secret is she really is 100% in self-love. She is, she is basically self-love. Now, this sounds very she-she and what you mean, self-love. I love myself as well. It's a different thing. She realizes I am first. And I will attract the right people if I radiate the right energy out. And it's probably, I, I don't know if she's consciously doing that, but it subconsciously happens. Like if you do the things that you love, back to Pamela Anderson, just be yourself. She has just learned to, to be herself. And she realized, you know, all those Facebook ads and those free things, they are not my thing. And she also related herself to big brands. She said, if you go to Porsche or if you go to Gucci or Dior, they don't throw free stuff at you. 
you don't get a handbag for 20 euros or 20 pounds or 20 dollars and at porsche you don't get a car for 10,000 euros pounds dollars whatsoever so she realized why should i throw out my knowledge to attract people as a high-flying brand you would not do that so I saw her mindset is totally different. She's not coming from lack, like I have to throw out free stuff at people and attract them because I'm in lack of clients or of money or of love or whatever. No, she is so much self-love and self-esteem and self-care and self-appreciation that she automatically radiates that. And this attracts the right people to her. And this in relation to the Hollywood stars that you mentioned. Mm. The really global players do the same thing. They just know that they are good. And I just get reminded by a, a clip. I think it was Jim Carrey at the probably at the Grammys two or three years ago uh, when he hit the, the stage and he basically said, I'm a, I don't know, two-time Grammy winning artist. Um, and he wanted to be a three-time Grammy-winning artist. And he basically spoke about that. You can find the clip on YouTube. That he goes to bed with this thought. It's like we started our conversation. Are you aware of the greatness that you are, of all the great things that you have achieved? And one might say, you know, I have not achieved too much yet. I think in your past, you have made a child smile. You held a door open for an elderly lady. Uh, you waved at someone at the street to go before you. You picked up something that somebody else dropped. These are small things that make the world a better place because you don't care only for yourself, but you also care for the other one. Mm -hmm. And she found a combination of that, that she is basically pure self-love. And I see that the really high rollers in Hollywood do the same thing. Until some of them get distracted again, like all of us in life, sometimes you just lose all the knowledge and the faith and the good things that you do. You just drop down a couple levels and you start over with the hustle again and you do more and you get into fights. And, um, and that's why I really love Catherine and her way. She is, such, she is such a role model for me and for so many others to just practice this self-love each and every day with little things and to appreciate the things in the now. And that's probably the biggest secret that I learned and got also from her. I have to appreciate what I have in this very moment. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm aiming at more clients or more money or more this, more that. But this means I'm always in lack, like I'm an arm length away from it. Oh, I want to have it. I want to have more clients. This means the thing that I send out, the vibration, is I don't have enough clients. Mm -hmm. I'm in lack of something. And if I send out lack, only lack can come back. And the moment you realize that you could be grateful for a glass of water, for a great conversation we have, for the sunshine, for the light that I have to illuminate my face, whatever it is, just be grateful and feel this emotion of joy, of happiness, of love, of confidence, of fun, of fascination. And then you will attract more of those emotions and basically all the dreams you still have will automatically come to you. 
So this is the end of part one. We've divided this podcast into two parts because it was so amazing and filled with so much amazing content. Come back for part two in three weeks from now. Thank you so much for supporting the Wellbeing Portal. Bye.